Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And welcome to the waves of the voice of the cap If you just tuned in 91.3 FM Studio 89.8 As well as www.vsfm.co.za Out in the world wide web It's uh, 7 minutes after 8 And uh, between 8 and 9 On a Tuesday Normally it is MJC Speaks You know the week has been Quite uh, you know up in the air. So for me today, I thought today was Wednesday. It's actually Tuesday. So you know what? We've still got a long way to go through the weekend. But nonetheless, uh, MGC speaks the program where we get to engage on various uh, in, with the various uh, branches of the Muslim Judicial Council, the various uh, uh, arms of of this uh, organisation, and we try and understand a little bit better. Also get to grips with some of the projects and uh, with some of the initiatives taken up by the Muslim Judicial Council yeah, uh, month upon month. Uh, and year upon year, MJC uh, seeks to stitch uh, its uh, re- work, expand its reach within the community and find new innovative ways to assist and, and, and bring about some kind of, uh, should I say, support to the community. I know that the initiatives of the MJC most recently, since the, uh, president, the, new, the elected president, uh, Sheikh Irfan Abrams, uh, had come into office, is to take the MJC to the community. Alhamdulillah, we've seen that in various initiatives and in various, in various ways. Tonight we welcome back into studio a team uh, that we, we we chatted to I think uh, last year and that is the Social Development Department. In studio with me I have Sheikh Fadil Imandin from the Social Development Department, also Anti Rueda Ali. Uh, who is a counsellor and also Zainab Colby plays a very important role at the Muslim Judicial Council, which is very strategically placed. And when you walk in, you have to go through this lady. So, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, assalamu alaikum and welcome to VSC. Well, I think I'll give the first word to uh, Sheikh uh, in opening. Uh, obviously, tonight, engaging on the social development department, we've spoken about this institution or this, this arm of the, of the MJC before. But let's just go back can give a broad outline of exactly what the social development uh, department does. Is it what the name suggests? أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمد ونصلي على محمد وعلى آله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله the social development department of the Muslim Judicial Council is one of all the oldest department within the Muslim Judicial Council and you know from the offset if you allow me you know, working in this department, obviously we're going to find out what we do, but working in this department, it, it, it is something that requires passion. You know, it is not something that, uh, it's not a department that you're going to work there in because it's for name and fame and glory. There's no glory to be found in the, in the department of fame, self-fame to be found. But it is passion that drives every person that is to be found in that department. You look at the likes of Mulna Yusuf Karan, rahimallah alayhi, he basically gave his entire working career to the social development department. Imam Abdul Mu'ti Saban, who is still serving the social development department. Everyone, Antirwaida, Zarina, Zubaida, Ahmed, Mulana Mubin, who is a new person on board in the social development department, Mulana Yazid. Every single person that, he, that they find, Shamila, these two Shamila sister Shamilas, they, 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 they are so passionate about the work that they do within the social development department of the Muslim Judicial Council that it is something that is not funny. You know, when we're working at, in that department, we're working for the community. And the sad part is, you know, we're working with emotions, we're working with people. So sometimes if somebody needs to take flack 
if something is going wrong in, in, in people's lives, then unfortunately it is the MJC, it is the Social Development Department. But we understand it. So we don't take it to heart and we don't take it uh, personally. We understand the conditions of the people. So we work in the Social Development Department. We work with issues of marriage. You know, it is not. And we, we reiterate it every single time we come onto this uh, the program, the the we, it is not a, a talaq of fasakh factory that you come in. You know, the people used to come into the department and without being funny or trying to be make anything humorous, they would come into the department and say, "Well, no, what talaq? I want a divorce now." And then just to calm someone down, we ask him what size. We only have small and extra large left. This we sold out on mediums, you know. But just to 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 bring the person to understand, you know, this is not a place where you just come in and buy a divorce. There is a process, and we are governed by the Quran and the Sharia of Allah, and that is what we try to follow to the best of our ability. And Sheikh, then I have to ask this question: um, since we since we're mentioning that story, are there times where people come and they're just very, very angry? They don't really want to get divorced, but they're so angry, uh, you know, as the scene as in Afrikaans, the scene Rui, mm. and and they come in now. I want to get a divorce, and then afterwards, after sitting with the person, consulting with them. Talking about the problems, realizing it's not got to do with any marital issues, just that they they just got extremely angry this one time, mm. and that is the result. Yeah, no, definitely we're saying that we're working with people's emotions, and especially working with married couples. And this is not the only work. We don't only work with, with, with in marital counseling, but working with married couples. You know, today you look at your husband and you love him to the moon and back. Tomorrow you're so furious with him, you want to kick him to the moon and he must stay there, he mustn't come back. So that is the type of emotions that we work with. So yes, people come in there and that is why we are governed by a process. Where you're coming in seeing red, so as you said, you, you, you come in and they see Roy and we want to sit down with you, you know. That afterwards, in the situation and try to calm it down. But that is not always within our control. You know, so we, we try to do it and that is one of the principal policies of the MGC is that we do not facilitate divorces on the first visit. You don't come in and you're not you're gonna get a divorce. Any person who's going to say that today we will we challenge you to come to our offices today and speak to us about it and tell me that I got a divorce without being contacted. Or I got a divorce and no process was followed. We actually challenge you today to come into our office and put that on the table. And we're speaking here for the last five years, if I'm correct, I'm Terweda, or oh, Zarina can correct me, but that hasn't been. We counsel the couple as Allah Ta'ala orders in the Quran. When somebody comes in, you counsel them, you try. The first thing that we try to do is reconcile. That is the first point. If reconciliation is not an option, and this is not after the first or the second visit, if it is not an option, then obviously on the, 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 the application of the client, we then follow through with either the talaq or the fasakh application. Now I want to bring Antirio uh, Weida in and ask the question, look, we, when we talk about uh, you know, counseling people in, in this scenario, there's a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, some, and we've spoken about the fact that sometimes someone comes in and they blindly you know, angry with his, with his spouse, with their partner. Um, so uh, how does one begin to unravel that? Because sometimes you know, when people get angry, uh, the other things come out besides mm-hmm. the issue. Mm. And, and it takes a bit of digging perhaps sometimes mm. to get to the real issue why the person is really differing, why they're really angry. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is the process that, you know, from, from uh, the MDC side, uh, how, how does one then manage that and how does one begin to unravel those, those things to get to the core of what's mm. really wrong in that relationship? 
Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. As Fasir said, yeah, it is a very challenging um, job that we do. And as Sheikh Fadil said, it's not a job really. It is a vocation. It is a passion. You must really feel for what you're doing. And every day we do deal with people's emotion. And it can be any emotion that the person will represent or that, will, that they will present in the office. And sometimes it is complete and red anger other times it is um, an impotent there's very a lot of sadness there's grief there's a lot of emotions that we deal with and to cut through all of those emotions and the feelings is not always easy so we need to basically assess what it is that this person is bringing in on on the intake form there is a detail of the complaint so we have some idea of what it is that brought them in this day but most times it's um it's uh, things and it's happenings and in and, and issues that's been happening throughout the years. Sometimes it's a marriage of 25 years or 40 years and something that had happened 15 years ago or it's something that happened at the beginning of the marriage that only now is being addressed. So sometimes, yes, we have to go back and we really have to peel back the layers because people are not always willing or ready to go back and face the issues that they need to face. So we need to take them through the development, through the, uh, the process and get them to understand what is the real reason why you are here today? So we have the topical issues that we can deal with very uh, uh, um, on, on the surface. And then there are deeper issues that obviously needs to be dealt with. And that is sometimes very difficult because the client that you are sitting with, they don't always realize or understand why it is that they're feeling a certain way. Mm. So the counselor's job or what we do at the MJC, basically we contain for them sometimes, you know, when they just need to offload and they just need to get it out of their system. So we feed it back to them um, in a way where they can understand what it is that's really driving them to coming in and saying, you know, I, I wanted a talak yesterday already, for example. Mm. So the counselor's job, we really need to deal with, we, we deal with, 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 with the situation, the raw of the street. We sometimes I have um, husbands who's very angry. We have wives who's very sad, who is very grief-stricken by what had happened outside of the office. And we need to empathize. We need to try and understand. And basically, we just need to hold them until they are able to deal with their own emotions, inshallah. And of course, uh, we do understand that there are various scenarios, various different reasons for why people want a fasakh or why mm-hmm. someone would be calling for a talaq. But sometimes also when people are emotional, um, they would choose to make the wrong decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, let's say, for instance, if there was no counseling mm-hmm. and they uh, got their talaq or they got their fasakh, mm-hmm. then obviously certainly... Many times, I mean, we see with our Q&A mm-hmm. programs, people saying, you know what, I got divorced, I, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, but is there any way for me to reconcile with my partner mm-hmm. now that we're divorced? person gave me one talak or two talaks or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. so definitely these are people who have feel sense of remorse mm-hmm. they feel sense of you know what I'm, i made a mistake so mm-hmm. obviously this measure mm-hmm. of counseling before effecting any kind of of, of changes is very important mm-hmm. but now i want to ask you another question now let's say for instance the problem isn't with the two parties per se mm-hmm. when i say that obviously um, any any problem resulting in the marriage is shared by the two parties. But let's say, for instance, the problem is the mother-in-law, mm-hmm. or it is the ex-wife mm-hmm. uh, who's got a child from either from the husband mm-hmm. from the husband, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So. Um, would the MJC then look at bringing in those parties as well um, mm-hmm. to kind of, uh, you know, try and reconcile the couple and also understand and, 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 and try and help them set boundaries in their lives? Um, 
the MGC per se, we work within the marital, obviously. And as you said there, the, the, the um, contributing factors that impacts the marriage, it obviously varies, and it could be the mother or the mother-in-law or the ex-wife and children, and definitely it, it does impact. What we do try and do is we try and contain it with a couple and we just first work with a couple and see if they are able to obviously resolve it is in very extreme cases that we would bring in a mother-in-law or a mother or sometimes an ex-wife only a phone call maybe you know but because they need to know where the boundaries are but those are very very real problems and people struggle finding their boundaries and that is one of the the, the, the jobs, actually, the things that we need to do to try and make them realize and understand, you know, what can you control? What do you have control over? Because we find different personalities in there. And sometimes ex-wives are not the easiest um, personalities to deal with. And as I said, they do really impact on, on the marriage and on, on the new wife. And even with her in-laws, you know, the ex-wife remains a part of, of the family. And she sometimes cannot understand it because I am now the new daughter. So I should be, she should be out and I should be in. But that doesn't always happen. And and so we find that we need to really sometimes make a phone call, speak to the, 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 the other relevant parties there, but within the office we contain it to the, to, uh, to the couple involved. The voice of Jirweda uh, Ani, we also have Sheikh Fadil Mandin in studio from the Social Development Department, also and Zarina Colby joining us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue. Stay tuned. The Voice of the Cape, celebrating, bringing you 22 years of community broadcasting. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. 91.3 FM Stereo, this is the Voice of the Cape, and you're still with us in the program MJC Speaks this evening. I'm engaging with the Social Development Department, the guests in studio, Sheikh Fadil Mandin uh, from the Social Development Department, also Antirueda Ali, she's a counsellor with the MJC, and Zarina Colby, uh, who uh, also is uh, a very important and core part of the uh, Social Development Department. Uh, now, um, when, I, when we look at, um, you know, again, uh, when the processes of 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 of, of you know, getting an getting an, a, an appointment and uh, coming to the MGC for the first time is not a simple thing about of simply you know I walk in there and I speak to someone I've got to actually make an appointment because v there are various cases I imagine uh, that the MGC would be looking at at any particular time our community uh, does rely heavily on the services of the Muslim Judicial Council so I want to bring in uh, Zelina Kolbi and ask the question um, when you come into the MGC for the first time and you have an intention to you know bring up the issue of a talaq or fasakh um, how, how does one then begin to make the booking and uh, is, it a, is there a long waiting period before you get in an appointment um, and also uh, if there are follow-ups as well would that be booked through the front desk how does it work Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah uh, the first thing when a person calls into the offices of the MJC um, I'm the first person that they speak to where they make an appointment our appointments is not far out of of the date that they phone in um, looking at about two three days um, when you call in I will explain to you basically the procedure if that is asked um, if it is not too busy that morning of uh, when, or when the person walks into the MJC as 
was said earlier the people is full of emotions and I will assess the situation then and it's early morning so we will take that person in as a walk-in so we do help people that just walks into the office after assessing how because they do come in crying they need help right now as Sheikh Fadil also mentioned earlier no divorce is granted on the first visit but sometimes the person just needs to load off they just need somebody to listen to them Okay. okay, so they, when they call in, I will tell them what they need to bring with. The, uh, I'll give them an appointment date. I will also inform them they need to bring with their ID and the marriage certificate. They will fill in an intake form with the information on. We, we will ask them even for an alternative contact. And where that is important is if we cannot get hold of the spouse that we need to call in, we will, the counsellor will make contact with an alternative to give a message stating that we need to see the next party. Okay, so um, when you come in and obviously now you've made your appointment and uh, the you come back the next time and and uh, you have your session with um, with uh, one of the with one of the representatives of the social development mm -hmm. department. Um, what, what would be the? What, do we see people coming back often? Uh, sometimes is one visit enough? Uh, have we seen you know people coming in more than one time? And uh, have we seen also uh, a scenario where people might you know come in and then not come back uh, and then come in a few months later? Um, what 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 is what are the, if I can call it the trends in terms of you know people well, uh, making use of this department? Well, that that happens a lot. Where there is sometimes the person, as I said, the person just need to load off. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they will come or we will just say look, look well, when they see the counselor the counselor will give a follow-up date they do come back because they do want help they, okay. they really do want help so they will come back other times um, if they see like before they even come in and or they don't want to wait for the appointment also what I do tell them is you can go to the Imam in your area or the Imam that performed your marriage and sometimes they do go that route and it, it then it's not necessary even for them to come to them Jesse because it, they do get help out there Alhamdulillah when we come back I want to ask the question around uh, what what other instances do we find uh, the social development uh, department engaging in uh, when I speak about uh, you know not just marriages I'm sure there are other things that uh, that fall under the banner of social development that the MJC would want to look at and um, I want to talk about that after the break this is the program mjc speaks tonight with the social development department you listen to the stem from the cup of 91.3 and 95.8 fm stereo 91.3 FM Stereo, the voice of the Cape. You're back with NJC Speaks this uh, evening. Uh, and uh, we're talking to the uh, to representatives from the Social Development Department. Studio, we have Sheikh Fadil Mandin, as well as Auntie Rueda Ani. She's a counselor uh, at uh, the MJC. And then also we have Angelina Colby. She is a receptionist at uh, the MJC. And she gets to see a lot of these cases coming in. Um, so I want to go back to uh, Angelina and just ask the question. And obviously, um, we mentioned before the break that uh, marital counselling is not the only thing that uh, the MJC, uh, you know, uh, the social development deals with, as the name suggests. It's a broad, much broader issue. So tell us some of the other things that this department would look at and would deal with on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, we do have part-time counsellors that comes in once a week. 
which they are purely volunteers. Um, they are Sister Zubaida Ahmed. Uh, she is a grief counsellor. She's also a self-help counsellor, which she is there on a Wednesday. Um, Shamila Francis is a trauma and rape counsellor. Then I've also got Sister Shamila Israel, which is a child uh, she's a child counsellor with and a drug counsellor. She also does play therapy with children and adults. And she's there on a Tuesday. Sister Shamla Francis is there on a Monday with Sister Shima Dalvi as well, which is also a marriage counsellor. Whoever wants an appointment with uh, these counsellors that comes in once a week can contact the office and the number is 021-684-4605 speak to myself Zarina and then I will get a date and time with these counsellors and I will make contact with the client afterwards um, I think one of the key issues there is grief counselling. I think uh, in our community sometimes when someone passes away or there's a difficulty in the family, generally people say, but mm-hmm. we don't understand there's a humanity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that uh, there's a humanity to the situation. That person is dealing with the real issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been traditionally the position of many people in our community. Uh, is uh, when, Whenever someone's going through something difficult, you are Muslim, mm-hmm. you, must just, you, you must just make your mind strong. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask, Auntie Rueda, mm-hmm. Ali, how crucial is it when it comes to counselling on this level, uh, especially when we look at ourselves as Muslims and that the, uh, in the context of, yeah, you must you must just, you know, suffer, uh, things will come right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, just keep your chin up high. Uh, how, how crucial is it, particularly when we talk about grief mm-hmm. counselling, as something that uh, generally our community doesn't really necessarily go mm-hmm. for, doesn't necessarily embrace? Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that is so true. Um, when, we, when we speak about grief, um, we speak about obviously our emotions. And grief can be when we lose um, somebody to death. It can be the end of a marriage. It can be when you are afflicted with an illness. Anything that affects the human psyche, that will bring a response in, in, in the individual. So yes, we are accustomed to saying, how are you feeling? We say, alhamdulillah. And that is what we believe. But we need to go sometimes a little deeper than that. And we need to recognize what emotions it is that we are feeling. And we have to give a voice to those emotions. Because if we do not address whatever emotion it is that we are feeling, it will impact the body. And it will manifest as depression and anxiety and stress and all kinds of things that affects every other aspect of your life. So it is important for the individual to be able to recognize, you know, I am not coping, I need help and to know that the help is out there. And the other important thing is for me personally is that when any person goes out and they seek help, it is really the sign of somebody that is strong and somebody that knows themselves. Because when you suffer in silence, you are doing a disservice to yourself. Mm-hmm. And eventually you will be, be doing a disservice to your family and the community at large. So if any person is struggling with any aspect of their life, they need to know that there is help out there. A lot of the help is that you need, there needs to be acceptance, obviously, of what it is that you are going through, but to know that you don't have to go through it alone. And there is professional help out there from Muslim psychologists, from us at the MJC, the 
definitely is help out there. It is a phone call away and sometimes it's just to come and knock on the door and there will be help inshallah. And then to talk about something more serious, uh, we, obviously when we understand uh, the, the, there's also the, the aspect of abuse and especially when it comes to children who mm-hmm. have been abused, we understand that um, uh, the social development deals with, with, with kids who have been abused physically or otherwise mm-hmm. as well. So. Um, uh, taking a different approach, there must obviously be a different approach, I imagine, with children as opposed to adults. So, uh, what would that normally entail? I know that uh, it doesn't necessarily deal with the play therapy aspect, but from mm-hmm. a, from from the counselling point of view, mm-hmm. how does one tackle the uh, the issue when it comes to children um, who who see thing, things from a different point of view? Yeah, children in themselves, I believe they are very resilient, but they are very vulnerable anyway. And they are the ones I think that suffer most in the breakup of any marriage. Because as the adults, you know, we make the choices and we make the decisions. And the children need to accept whatever consequence it is that comes from that. So, yes, they will be obviously marginalized and they will be traumatized. But children in themselves, you know, with play therapy, with love, I think, with love and and, and with some kind of explanation to them, something that they can understand whatever age they are at, what is age appropriate, appropriate to the child. So if you can explain to them what a divorce is or why the divorce is happening, but something that is age appropriate, to a large extent, it will help the child, um, accepting that mom and dad, they both love us still, but they are no longer, they're not able to live together any longer. But the child, they definitely, they need special care. Some of them need counseling because sometimes they don't act out immediately. It could be like a delayed shock that they will be in and only sometimes a couple of months or a year after the divorce, they, uh, the, the parent will see that there are some strange behaviors that the child will manifest maybe. And so it is important even before those other, uh, 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 the child manifests any strange behavior or trauma or, or, or whatever they, uh, they, 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 they act out, it is important for parents to be able to recognize and then to seek the necessary help for, for the children. Now, um, uh, when we look at uh, uh, that aspect, and, and, and again, uh, it's, so, it's so important to understand that uh, um, that's why I think uh, maybe Sheikh, uh, marriage is not something to be taken lightly because it does not only affect you, it affects the children as well. So sometimes when people talk about, yeah, um, I, I, I wanted to like, and we, we go back to the issue of marriages again and, and saying that um, you know, some people walk in saying they want to they be done with this marriage, sometimes not realizing the repercussions and we're not saying that talak uh, you know isn't is some a necessity in some instances but definitely marriage is not something to be taken lightly so definitely at least the consideration also of children mm-hmm. and how this is going to affect them in the long term is important no definitely and that is something that you know sometimes when we we do go through through through, through a divorce whatever it is in our marriage um, we don't understand the severity of the decisions that we're making. And here we're not speaking about light cases. We're not speaking about where there's excessive physical abuse or what this, the, you know, the rights of, of either party has been taken away. But 
as we know that uh, to nikah in, in Islam is a sunnah mu'aqqada, it is one of the greatly followed sunnahs of Rasul But when we enact this contract between a husband and wife, we go through and we perform the nikah. Yes, it was a sunnah mu'aqqada, but now once we have engaged in this nikah, it now is governed by the laws of Allah, it is governed by the Quran and the sunnah of Rasul It is not governed by our emotions, even though we go into marriage emotionally. You know, we say we love one another, you know, we see stereotypes when we look at each other and we can gaze into each other's eyes and we have this, this whole lovey-dovey aspect before marriage. But the day we get married, now we see, yeah, salam, you know, so now we don't, now we need to understand the concept of marriage, the concept of nikah. Yes, we can go to marriage classes, we, which, we, which we encourage, you know, if you need, you, we all need to go to marriage classes. And when we do go to marriage classes, I'm not going to go to marriage classes to understand, but my fro for my duni. You know, I need to go and empower myself. What is my responsibility inside the marriage? This is the focus that we need to have when going to any type of classes. What is my responsibility? What is my duty? And if I fulfill my duty towards my wife or my husband, I'm going to reciprocate. I'm going to get it back. If I show love, I'm going to receive love. If I show affection, I'm going to receive affection. It is not a one-way street where somebody must love and the other one must be loved. Marriage is a two, you know, it's a two-party institution. It is not just where one person, uh, marriage is not convenient for any person. I'm married so that I can have a warm plate of food at the end of the night. You know, there's somebody that is going to put, the, there's, there's somebody sleeping next to me, which I can put my cold feet against. You know, that is, marriage is, that is part of the convenience of marriage, alhamdulillah. But that is not the, the, the reason why marriage is an institution within the deen of Allah. So we need to understand the importance of marriage when making every decision, even when making when making decisions within the marriage itself. We need to understand why am I getting married? What is the responsibility of myself within this marriage? What is required from myself to be married? And marriage is not for everyone. That is why Rasulullah Wasallam he said in the hadith when he was speaking to the shabab, the youth. You know, ya ma'ashar shabab, we hear the hadith when we go. You know, if you are able to get married, then you get married. And here we're not only speaking financially, we're speaking emotionally, we're speaking you are able to, to, to physically support your wife, you are able to stand with your husband, you are able to see to one another's needs, emotional, physical, whatever needs it may be. But if you can't do it, then puasa, then you must fast. That is the condition of marriage. Either you're ready for marriage or you're not. Marriage is not vows nuqsa maka, book and spin or whatever the terms they use these days. We, we just hear nali wali samaka, you know, was it... Uh, I'm just married because now my Facebook status has changed from single to married. So, you know, the, that is sometimes the, the perception of the marriage is important. It is Islam. On the day of Qiyamah, what we don't understand is the first people Allah is going to hold account of one another is husband and wife. That is why in the deen of Islam, marriage is half of your, Islam, your iman. It's not doesn't mean that now I'm married, my half of my iman is full, I must go look for the other half. It means that you are so responsible for the person sitting next to you and sleeping next to you. The first, you know, when we speak about greeting, you know, when we see outside, you want to greet everybody, Assalamu alaikum, how are you, alhamdulillah. But when we wake up next to each other, we don't want to greet one another. That is why it is half of my iman, because the person sitting and sleeping next to me, I have a huge responsibility towards that person. 
So that is the concept and that is the manner in which we need to go into our marriages, inshallah. This is the program MGC Speaks. We take a break. When we come back, we'll be into our final segment of the show. Stay tuned on 91.3 FM. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. 91.3 FM, this is the Voice of the Cape, MJC Speaks, and this evening we're looking at the Social Development Department, having studio Sheikh Fadil Mandin, uh, as well as Sandira Waida Ali, who's a counsellor, and then also uh, Zelina Kalbi joins us, and Sheikh, this is a question I really want to ask, it's, I, 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 this, I've been very curious about this, um, there's, there's, there's this, this, this myth, I think, that uh, when... And I don't know if it's a myth, we'll find out if it's a myth or not. But uh, these people say during the month of Ramadan, that is when, uh, you know, you get a lot of requests for talak and fasakh. Because apparently the tempers of the Muslim community flares. Uh, and you know that, that, that the, the home environment becomes a very tense one. Is this the case in the month of Ramadan? Does the MDC get more calls than, than normal? No, Alhamdulillah, the effect is that during the month of Ramadan we're extremely quiet. Mm. Alhamdulillah. Every single day of mm. the week, of the year, we're extremely busy. We have about, on average, 15 people walking through our doors, 15 to 25 people walking through our doors every single day. And uh, during the month of Ramadan, to be honest, if we have about 15, 25 people for the month, it's a lot. So our people, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah has really protected our communities and Islam within within Cape Town. And our people are very, very uh, attached to the deen, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. and we can... We give, we give, we take our heads off for, for that fact. So we can say that the, the idea that people are, are, are looking for talak and fasak yeah. in the month of Ramadan because people are hungry and they say hungry man is angry yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a myth. Yeah. No, that is a myth. <laughs> that is a, the other myth that is also out there is yeah. that, you know, it is we only deal with young marriages. Mm-hmm. It is only couples that is married one, two years mm-hmm. and coming through. That is also a myth. Mm-hmm. Because the fact of the matter is it, we deal with everybody. We, we deal with couples that is married six months a year, seven years, 17 years, even 40 years, yes. people are still coming into the office. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a, 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 a blanket mm-hmm. statement that you can say these people that, uh, you know, that is only young couples that is coming in. Mm-hmm. It is it is all forms and we work and we, you know, wallahi, something that I want to mention before we, 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 we end off. For me, it is an honor working for the Muslim Judicial Council oh, to serve the community and the Ummah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it is truly an honor. Mm-hmm. That is how we see it. You know, and we try and we strive to work for the community. So we can only make dua Allah Ta'ala, you know, always protect the, the, the Muslim Judicial Council. And, you know, we need to really bring out and bring the honor back to the Muslim mm-hmm. Judicial Council that it deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when we speak about dishonoring organizations and imams and ulama and people like that, you know, this is this is the downfall of our communities, mm-hmm. and we must realize it. If we don't realize it by now, you know, we can only ask Allah Taala to protect us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we've uh, got a question here that says, uh, "Has uh, okay, Assalamu alaikum." The Sheikh has explained that MGC councils, before they assist with the process of talaq or fasakh, my question is, what if the husband has already issued three talaqs? Does the couple still need to go for counseling? What is the process in this case? Yeah, unfortunately in a case like that where a talaq has been issued already, our hands are tied. We cannot do anything. Because remember, 
as a Muslim organization, as Muslim counselors working within a Muslim organization, we are governed by the Sharia, we are governed by the law of Allah. So if there's certain things that a, a man has transgressed, transgressed against outside of the offices, we cannot obviously stand for it. And we obviously are, are begging people out there. It's happening too often mm. where husbands are giving their wives three talaqs in one sitting, not understanding the implications or the consequences of this. So we're pleading to you on the radio tonight. If it is that you are wanting to go through a divorce or need to go through a divorce, find guidance in it. And not just by any Tom, Dick or Harry. Find through someone that is going to guide you, you know, uh, give you the correct guidance in, 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 in going through with that application. So don't issue three talaqs. It is not within the deen of Islam. It is not something that we facilitate. It is not something that we condone. So, but if it is done outside the offices of the MJC, it is, then we cannot really do anything about it. If one talaq is issued and so on, we can do, we can still assist. But after three talaqs, the jumhur, the majority of the ulama, they say that three talaqs in one setting is three talaqs. But there is obviously a call and a fatwa to say that the, the, the three talaqs can be reversed on the application of both husband and wife. So uh, obviously w when it comes to answering that question, um, this would then have we one would have to look at the fiqh and understand uh, the process involved before one uh, then, then 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 gives the blanket statement. I think that's that's what we we, we as a community sometimes are doing. We don't look at the specific situation. Mm. We tend to one look for blanket statement mm. uh, yeah. for, 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 for and we look we look for the easy way out. Mm. You yes. know, if you want something right now, the best person to turn to is Mufti Google mm. or Imam Twitter or you know Sheikh mm. Facebook instead of going yes. to the imams that is there at our beacon services at our masjids at the organizations that we have so that's why I'm saying you know when we look for guidance go and seek the correct guidance you know we all can google something so if I'm sick I'm not going to google it because Google is going to tell me what I don't have I'm going to go to a doctor and find out what is the ailments that I'm suffering mm -hmm. so if there is ailments within the marriage then seek the correct uh, counseling and the guidance inshallah um, there is a bunch of questions that have come through now um, related to everything from uh, uh, the mother or father wanting to know uh, what the situation is with the daughter or son uh, in terms of instruction has been given from the one spouse to the other. There's another one concerning marriage counseling, but we have seen that the embassy does offer marriage counseling yes, we uh, as well. Uh, and we uh, do have dedicated counselors there. And then also someone who's talking about uh, um, an issue related to you know, uh, where the husband she feels is undealing, dealing unfairly with herself, and then another question that came through as well: Do you acknowledge all our questions? Fortunately, this was more of information gathering session around the social development department itself, not necessarily a Q and A session where people uh, would send in questions related to personal issues. But we do appreciate the participation, Shikhan, so much, and you can pass this on perhaps to our questions and answers segments that we do have, particularly the one on a Saturday between 6 and 7. Well, I want to say again to my guests for being in studio with us uh, this evening. Uh, and that's, of course, with the Social Development Department. A number of people would like to phone and, uh, you know, find out more or if they would like to make an appointment. Uh, someone who was in the process of, of issuing a talaq and decide, you know what, let me first take a step back and uh, let me first go in for counselling. A uh, number that they can contact. Inshallah. The number at the MJC is 021-684-4605 and the office hours is from 8 in the morning until 4pm. Okay, let me just repeat the number, 021-684-4605. Oh, 
And it's from? 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. Till 4 p.m. Inshallah. Shukran so much. That's, of course, Nizalina Kalbi of the MJC. Also, Aunt Iriwaida Ali, the counselor at the MJC, joining us. And Sheikh Fadil Mandin from the Social Development Department. Shukran so much to my guests. Safe trip home, inshallah. Shukran. All the best. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.